Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you, broadcasting live from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, and it is a beautiful October day out there. Absolutely. And Stone, did you know on Twitter, hashtag Learning Insights, you can be following this conversation Fantastic. all the time. So what are they saying about us? Oh, Our, lots of good stuff. I can't bear to watch. <laughs> Real time. So, no, we've had a, a good time this morning already. We've had two fantastic conversations. I have every reason to believe this is going to be no exception. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast Senior Director, Leadership and Professional Development for Fresenius Medical Care, Miss Wendy Braun. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I appreciate you calling me Miss Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, can you share a little bit about Fresenius? What are you guys up to? Well, Fresenius is a dialysis company, so we provide dialysis services for people who have end-stage renal disease, but we also make the machines and the products and the drugs that go along with mm -hmm. um, having dialysis. So and sadly, that's a growth industry, isn't it? It is indeed, and it is sad that uh, our, our industry is growing. And wh why do you think that is? Uh, according just, to the research, <laughs> is... Just the aging of the population, there's just more people? It's aging, but it's also our diet um, and uh, our health mm -hmm. in general as a, as a nation, actually worldwide. Uh, do you guys work worldwide? We do. Fresenius is a global company, so we provide services all over the world. So, the, uh, in America, is it particularly bad, or... I'm outside of your realm now. Do we have more uh -huh. muffin tops here in <laughs> America than they do across the pond? Have well, you noticed? No comment on this. I, well, I, I think we'd probably get into a deeper conversation <laughs> about health uh, care services in general globally, uh -huh. and um, that could be out of my okay, realm. Okay, so what is your realm? What, what's your role in the company? Well, my role in the company is to provide leadership development opportunities for our leadership team. Mm -hmm. uh, we have 65,000 employees in North America. Wow. So um, there's about probably 10,000, 15,000 leaders that we serve. So how do you go about coming up with a game plan to uh, improve leadership? And that's the... the <laughs> that's the, a million-dollar question, That is right? the million-dollar question, absolutely. Well, you have to plan, really. You have to look at uh, what are the business needs, where is the business going, mm -hmm. and create a plan. And so that's really what I was hoping to talk about today is the, the plan that we have. So you have um, so you have a plan in place for the next five, ten years. We do. Uh, just this year, I developed a five-year plan to increase the amount of leadership development opportunities that we have. Uh, we were pretty small staffed on how we were providing leadership development uh, training to our leaders, and we had a new president come in to the services side of the business, and he did a lot of reorg and looking at the capabilities of uh, his his team. Mm -hmm. There was new people brought into the organization. But he very quickly said, we don't have the bench strength. We don't have the capabilities within our um, directors, our VPs, and, and even up to the GM level that I'm expecting. So he knocked on my door and said, what can we do? So I did a needs analysis both internally and externally and essentially found 
That that was an accurate assessment? And it was a... <laughs> he called it, right? Yeah, he did call it. He's a very astute uh, man. He did call it. And we, we just knew uh, instinctively those had been working there already that we were not doing enough. We, mm-hmm. we knew that. But we really were fortunate in having a leader who said, I see it as you do. And, and it's a priority. Yeah. And we're not going to just talk about it. We're going to do something about it. We're going to do something about it. He... Um, how exciting for you. It's a, right? it's a great opportunity for me in my career to be asked to create uh, uh, such a plan. Mm-hmm. I've done smaller scale in my career, but it really wasn't to this scale and magnitude. So how did you attack it? Well, after we did the needs assessment, we, we went back and um, interviewed people such as the general managers, the VPs, and oh, just all sorts of people. So you went internally and you started talking to the, the leadership Mm-hmm. We did, and and ask them, you know, what's going on in the business? Mm-hmm. Where are we? Where is the business going? Where's the growth opportunities? And we're sort of on a dual edge. We want to grow, but we also have to have cost containment. Right. So, um, so those were some of the issues. Did you go outside to different industries and look at best practices? How other people handle something of this magnitude? I looked a little bit. What I did for benchmarking was looking at um, how much money people put into <laughs> you know what do other companies right. spend and, right and we were dramatically uh underserving we knew that we weren't spending as much as the average it's an company. investment right? it's a it is an investment it's not an expense necessarily no and you have to have forward uh thinking leaders to appreciate that you will not get a return next quarter right you're really investing for the future but you are um, have a higher likelihood of attracting the talent that can take the company to the next level, though. Yes, there's a, there's a lot of there's all sorts of benefits to having mm. leadership development, and in my opinion, um, since the 80s, uh, U.S. companies have been cutting back on leadership development, and I think we see that in um, across the United States in terms of our capabilities of leaders. So, so that's a personal opinion. I have no <laughs> nothing to substantiate well, that. Well, do you have any idea why though? Why would they do that? Uh, costs. I mean, I think as a as a for that short term gain, mm-hmm. and it looks better for the street, especially the publicly traded. Yep. We, you know, as I say, it's a, it's a long term investment, right? And um, and most of the time, leaders need need to be working um, short term uh, results, right? Because they a lot of times they they're. Um, People will come to them and want to know what's going to happen this quarter, last quarter, next quarter. Now, you personally, though, you invested a great deal of time, energy, and effort. You went to the lines of business, and you're you're looking for business drivers as the foundation of your leadership development plan. Or at least that's what it's starting to sound like to me. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, say more about that. So we, in order to serve, I think, in the learning industry, you have to be connected to your business or you become yeah. irrelevant. So we looked at, or I asked about, well, what is going on? What are the projects? But even looking into uh, five years out, where are we going? So with that, you look at, well, what can enable us to meet the goals of the business? And part of that is having a solid leadership um, team. It also means having a culture that supports where we're going and um, also needing to have um, sort of this continuous improvement mindset uh, so that we are we are adapting to the market. So Fresenius doesn't want to stay where it is now. It will adapt, and we need to have leaders who can adapt to that. Right, and, and so can you train that? 
that uh, nimbleness? We're hoping we can. <laughs> uh, some one of the just one of the many things we're doing in our five-year plan is a culture change in terms of how we lead. Uh, we have been using. Did you schedule that for a Thursday? Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> what, is that like a half day? Is that a half day program? Right. <laughs> you need a full day for that. <laughs> we all laugh, but uh, us in the training industry knows just how true that rings. Uh, no, we actually are moving to uh, a model called serving leadership, and it is a model from Robert Greenleaf, and it's it's a. It's a way of thinking about leadership that it's not about the person at the top of the pyramid. It's about serving the people who actually do the work. So Mm -hmm. it's clearing roadblocks. It's enabling them to think on their own and not always being that heroic leader. So it's a real shift in how we think, but it's, it's enabling and empowering the workforce. How'd you land on that? Um, You know, there's a lot of choices. There is a lot of choices. Um, if you've been in the leadership space for a while, um, a lot of the leadership models sort of circle around that same sort of you're there to help your employees do the best that they can. Mm-hmm. And be the best that they can be. And be the best that they can. So it's really incumbent on us to, as leaders to provide that environment where they can. Mm-hmm. Now, is that something that is, are you a little nervous? You're like, well, I'm going to get all these leaders that are going to leave. Is, are, is that ever part of the thought process, like from you know the senior leadership? Like here, I'm training all these people to be the best they can be. What if they uh, don't? Oh, and your nickel, and right, then they go. <laughs> what if they don't want to be the best they can be here? <laughs> I think we would take a very philosophical approach to if this is not the right place for them, then then they should go. Mm-hmm. But we have a very strong culture. We're a healthcare company. And we have a very strong culture about helping the people that we serve. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right, you probably can't teach that, but what we can do is bring that forward. We can bring that out from the people who have it in their hearts, mm-hmm. and we do. Um, it's amazing what, what our nurses and PCTs do to help. Uh, we have lots of success stories going on right now with the storm down in South Carolina. Mm-hmm people who are working uh, endlessly and leaving their families at home so that they can come into the clinics and make sure people are dialyzed. Right, because that's something that um, they can't afford to miss days. No, they can't. Right, this they is can't. life or death, literally. It is. We. It, it sounds like a cliche, but this, what we do is we save people's lives, but we really want to do more than that. We really want to make the quality of their life better mm-hmm. um, or as best as it can be. So you're getting some early wins with this leadership development program, so you have every indication that you're on the on the right track. Yes, and in terms of that culture um, change leadership, we are initiating, we're just at the very beginning, having a five-day over a six-month period of time uh, program that we started at the senior leadership, and then we moved to the vice president level, and now we're at the director level. And we have such good energy and motivation around it it's it's just incredible how people are gravitating and saying yes this so they're really hungry us. for this they are it's almost like they've been waiting mm-hmm. like okay great this is what we wanted to do this is what we want to be so there was like pent-up demand and then now you're giving them the access to the yeah. information We're giving them almost the per- permission to be mm-hmm. what they've always wanted to be well and i get the distinct sense that you feel like you're kind of hitting your groove too stella i mean <laughs> <laughs> like like 
Well, let's dive back, if you don't mind. Your, your backstory. What, what were you doing before this and before that? Wow. Well, I've been in the workforce, uh, or at least in, in L&D learning and development, for probably about 30 years. Oh, wow. So um, I've worked at some major corporations. I've worked at some small ones. I've worked at international companies, and I've worked for a very small um, uh, projects that were supporting mass mass health is so it, it runs the gamut of what I've done I've done uh, instructional design I've facilitated uh, but for the most part I've been leading teams that uh, are in that performance support learning environment but do are you getting this feeling to, or am I just projecting it upon you like like maybe you feel like everything that you've done up to this point was for a reason and it was to prepare you for the, this role. I mean, I get the, I get the feeling that yes. you feel that way. I, I do. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, kind of strange that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, you just, you project it. Um, you know, that's funny because I've had that conversation at work. Like everything that I, I was learning and doing and making mistakes and learning and, and being successful, um, was all meant for this moment for me. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That was what true. a delightful feeling that right. must be. Were you, was it always in healthcare your work? No, you no. This is my industries? first uh, first um, stint in healthcare. Mm. I did work for a health insurance company. Right. Uh, but that's that's claims payment. It's a little <laughs> but different. But this, I mean, the the impact that your work has is mm. it must be meaningful, more meaningful, I would think, in this regard, because it is like we were saying earlier, life or death. I mean, people's lives depend on you know um, what you guys do yes yeah it, it's it's actually an honor to be working right. at this company and being able to um to help n- not directly uh i don't teach nurses on how to do right. dialysis i don't think anybody wants <laughs> that to happen <laughs> but but what we can do is is teach them how to be good leaders within their own units and clinics and to serve their clients better mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So you have design delivery experience expertise, but now you're in really more of a strategic role. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, if and how you uh, manage and lead people who where that's now their responsibility. Do you do you find yourself like having to bite your tongue, or do you find that you have found a nice balance and uh, some ways that you can help? Given the fact that you do have design and delivery experience, or do you say that was a former part of my life and I don't? touch that anymore or how do you manage it so you're talking about how my own leadership now yeah 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 well i've always had this philosophy and i think um that fresenius is it's meshing with my same philosophy and the philosophy is this employees want to come in and do a good job they want to feel valued and they want to make a contribution so as leaders it's not our job to make them feel small or shamed into doing something so what you want to do is is be able to get your you have to get your own thinking around it straight before you can do anything else and that thinking is around what is the asset based thinking what's good what is positive about this person and then you bring that forward what are their strengths instead of focusing in on what their weaknesses are you focus in on what their strengths are and just make their strengths stronger stronger and they play off of their strengths mm-hmm. So it's, you know, there's certain language you use around it. You use positive um, language and that uh, there's a coaching model that, that we can use or that I use. And it's, it's helping people think through their own issues so that they feel successful, it, whatever the small problem might be of the day. 
So, but first, they do you help them identify these are your strengths, like these are your superpowers, and how you to can. get the most Sometimes of that? Sometimes you can in a more formal sense. You know, you can do assessments and and have those you know periodic discussions. But I think the the real power comes from your day to day conversations with people yeah. mm-hmm. in that hallway so. conversation. Say, hey, I just noticed, you know, you were talking to uh, Joe over there and. He seemed upset, and you did a really great job on and and bringing him around. You know, let's. Wh- what did you do? And and just having that that um, acknowledgement, acknowledge and appreciation. Yeah. people were really hungry for that. Absolutely, they want to feel valued. Right. Well, you mentioned very early in the conversation uh, the, the the level of support that you're getting from the very senior level of uh, of leadership. That that's got to be a terrific. A terrific blessing. It, it is. It is. <laughs> so as you have that coat of armor, as you have uh, that flag to fly uh, high and, and proud, uh, where are you going to be investing most of your energy and effort over the next six to 18 She's got a five-year months. plan. What's next? <laughs> I know she does. I know she does, but I want to I bring in the beam just a little bit and find out where she's really going to pour her energy. Well, I'm, I'm sort of smiling because it, what I'm about to focus in on is, is probably not that... Um, intriguing, uh, but it's really to staff up. Uh, I, I have been adding some people onto the team. As you can imagine, I can't do all of this alone. And I have been doing a little bit of hiring. And I need to continue to build the team so that we're able to implement the whole five-year plan. So that's one piece is I need to finish staffing. I can hear the phone ringing already. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, the recruiting hotline. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you talk a little bit about Leadership Academy? Yes. So that's part of the overall plan is to mm-hmm. create a leadership academy. So there wasn't one prior to this? No, we were really functioning as individual consultants, if you would, going out to specific people who would call and say, hey, I, I need some team building. Can you come out? So it's very reactive. It was very reactive. Mm-hmm. So the academy is to create a... Like a center of learning? It's just a center of learning. It's an infrastructure, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the showcase will be an online portal where everything will be housed. Um, but it's it's more than just adding more classes. It is adding more learning assets such as uh, virtual training, uh, articles, videos. This is why you have to staff. This is right? why we have to staff, <laughs> right. And some of it will be outsourced. We don't need to recreate everything. Mm-hmm. It was um, in terms of speed. I think we can purchase some things right. and, and get that up to speed. So the academy, um, the uh, as I say, the uh, central piece of it would be an online portal. But also part of that is having assessments for people, whether it's 360 assessments or having uh, uh, assessing your leadership skills. Uh, we will have succession planning, talent management um, programs. We are having, uh, we already have a mentor program, but we want to scale that out so it's across a much larger population. And then we are adding, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but we want to add more face-to-face classes. So it'll be more than online, but it'll be also Mm face-to-face. So now this is your vision, or are you modeling this after something that you've seen? If it works, it was her idea. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you know. (laughs) Right. We'll wait till that first year assessment. (laughs) 
Uh, well, actually, it is. It is what all came out of uh, out of my own experience. Much to the point earlier is all the things that I know and have done and have mm-hmm. seen and learned from others. I am certainly not the first person to go down this path, um, but it's what I felt. So this is what you picture in your head. Yes. Yes. How exciting for you to make this real. It's it's a it's it's an incredible experience. It really is, and to have the commitment not only of the the senior person in the organization but it trickles all the way down right everybody's very excited about it they're very hungry for it so are you far enough along in this uh that you can make a judgment as to whether what you've framed up here is repeatable transferable that it really can be methodology with discipline and rigor that 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 you can take outside of the organization or at least pass down through the organization is there that much stuff there or not yet or you don't know yet Hmm. i think we're still in a build mode we have a lot to put out there right however i will say that other pieces of the organization um are already calling and saying (laughs) when can we have that i I think i think i would be if i was running another part of the organization i'd want to yeah yeah i think so yeah they they want it too (laughs) what are you reading assuming you even have time to read um, what's what's on your nightstand? Do you totally escape and go? I to, can't to really fiction? tell you what's on my nightstand. <laughs> okay, but you know that was inappropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading a couple of books. One is the Strength Finder. His mm-hmm. the author is Roth. I I don't recall his first name. And the other is the Greater Goal, which is by Jennings and Hyde. So those are the two. And the the second one is that to kind of capture that bigger why and the big mission oriented and the importance of that yes the looking at what the the greater goal is does tie in beautifully with the serving leader Mm -hmm. leadership model that we're using it is when there's conflict or when you're trying to figure out what's the right thing to do what you look at what is the greater goal here and that helps you it makes it easier right It, it becomes less of gray and more black and white it, it be- makes it crystal clear. It mm-hmm. is such a powerful concept uh, for myself, but also other leaders. It helps you make that tough decision mm-hmm. or even the easy decision. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm inspired. I'm invigorated. Uh, I haven't read either of those titles. It sounds like you're pretty familiar with, uh, Lee, w- one, of the, one of the titles. This is one of the uh, ways that I get my book list together as I ask people <laughs> in, the, in the interviews. But this conversation has just been a lot of fun for me and, and very informative, but I'm inclined to, if we can make it work. And it, it seems like we're maybe on this kind of rhythm anyway. I'd like to check back in with you, you know, in, in another, whatever makes sense in another quarter, another six months and see how this is, this is going. Would you be up for that? Maybe I think that would be awesome. I do too. I do too. We we can be your accountability tool. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You said you were going to do this, 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 this. Believe me, I have a lot of people already (laughs) holding me accountable. That's one job you don't have to fill. No. (laughs) Well, good luck on the, uh, good luck on the recruiting and, and the staffing. Keep up the, the good work. And thank you so much uh, for coming down and hanging out with us. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, colleagues, if they want to reach out, want to connect with you, maybe get some insight into helping craft their own five-year plan, uh, can they find you on LinkedIn or Howl at the Moon? Or what's the best Are you way active in, in, in some of these organizations? I am, I am on LinkedIn. Okay. And I'm active in ATD as well and SHRM. 
ATD, uh, just so real quick, ATD's been good to you? Is that how you ran into Dan? or? Uh? It Actually, it was. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was, exactly. Yes, I've been a member for a number of years. Well, that's two in a row. Dan must run that whole thing. It's like Dan's the godfather of the ATD <laughs> mafia or something. So uh, so you've been a member of that for a while, then, mm-hmm. and, and you get, continue to get value out of it, and you hang out with good folks like Dan. Absolutely. That's how I'm finding all these great people I need to hire. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much. We're definitely going to do it uh, Do it again. Wendy Braun. Um, I think that's it. Let's go get some lunch, man. All right. All right. That's a wrap from Boston, Massachusetts. We'll be back in a few. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.